0: This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on loss, grief, and the pathway to mental wellness, all the while nourishing my soul with the music and art of the late, great indie rock singer-songwriter, David Cloud Berman. How are you doing, fuckers? I am marginally okay. I'm a, gosh, I'm a six out of ten, a solid six out of ten. And uh, that's an okay thing, I think. It's a, it's an okay thing because I don't know that you want to see me when I'm a nine. <laughs> I could be a little fucking erratic. And uh, that's a dangerous place to be. So there's that. I'm looking out my window right now, and it's, uh, it's clear, but the sky is predominantly clouds. Uh, it is white. The sky is white. There is very little blue or golden sunshine in, in the sky. It is alluring. However, it makes me want to go out and go for a walk, which I absolutely should do because I've been, you know, neglecting that so, so much. I've, I've just uh, done a really piss poor job of, of sticking with my walking. And uh, today's the day that I could do that. Probably not be too hot, not too cold, a little Goldilocks action going on. You know how it is. So, um, yeah, I've been keeping real busy with a new podcast that is going to launch next week. Uh, I can't believe it's finally coming and I'll tell you all about it next week. And if you want to give it a spin, you can give that a spin, but I think, uh, it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun. The trailer drops on Friday. You can check it out by going to duvra.com or, uh, YouTube.com and look for the Duver channel. I think it's Duver seventy four or something like that. I'm I'm not usually very clever with this stuff, so uh, yeah, check that out because uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a real hoot nanny. Um, so there's that. In terms of news, I believe I just read. I'm gonna have to do some research when I get off the uh, computer, but I think I just read that Pavement announced another series of shows in Brooklyn. And if that's the case, then I guess the lid's off. I was speaking with Bob the other day and Bob said they're going to be playing some more shows in the U S in the fall. So that looks like part of that is Brooklyn. I believe it's the seventh through the 11th or the 11th through the 13th or something like that. Um, that's exciting. Uh, this pavement we're talking about here and, um, that, that would be fun to go and check out. Uh, if they're going to put this show to bed, uh, put this live tour to bed, and stateside, that would be, uh, you know, a, a, a real great thing to, to check out. Um, like I say, I'll have to do a meeting with Alchemist about that because uh, I've got a couple other things that I've been storing up in, in that front as well. Um, so I went to my therapist session. On Monday? Yeah, it's Tuesday today. Monday. Yeah, it's Tuesday today, and I went on Monday, and I had a rough time. I had a real rough time. I'm up and down, man. I'm all, I'm all up and down. And I've been sleeping late, and I was somebody who got up like at the crack of fucking dawn, and now all of a sudden I'm starting to sleep till like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. Just out of nowhere. So I said to my wife, I said, wife, what do you think? What is this me sleeping in the morning business all about? And she thinks it's because I'm struggling. She thinks it's because I'm struggling right now. And my therapist, you know, is, who she to disagree with that? You know, because we've got the firsthand knowledge here. So she was on board. And um, she thinks I need more help. She thinks maybe I need another therapist, like a, a like a third therapist. Like, well, not third, because the psychiatrist really does nothing. Um, they manage meds, and then the therapist managed therapy. And uh, she's not a really structured therapist, is the way she put it. And maybe she would put me with somebody who's a little bit more structured. So I don't know whether that means somebody that's going to work with me on. Um, on, um, various modalities of, of, uh, self peer help or self help. Um, I'm trying to think there's one in particular and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's probably the most, you know, sort of famous treatment. And, uh, like, little, to, little does anybody know, I lost my memory getting convulsive shock therapy. I would do it again. Sign me up. Like, let's get this shit over with. Yeah, I'll cash in some memories, some more memories. Like, if if, if I get to uh, have a better experience with, with life, you know? I don't know. And then the psychiatrist. Last time I spoke with him, I don't know whether I told you this, but he talked about actually taking drugs away instead of adding, like actually reducing some drugs. So, like, say what? <laughs> so that's an update on you know my my medical situation and all that good stuff. It's um, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's it's tough being us sometimes, isn't it? I didn't have coffee today. On top of everything else, I didn't have coffee. It's like that airplane, uh, the movie Airplane, when they make that joke about having no coffee, and suddenly the whole plane goes berserk, and um, it's pretty funny. That's what I have to tell you today. In
1: 1984, I was hospitalized for approaching perfection. Slowly screwing my way across Europe. They had to make a correction. Broken and smoking where the infrared deer plunge in the digital snake. I tell you they make it so you can't shake hands When they make your handshake shake I know you like to line dance Everything's so democratic I've crossed the wrong rivers and walked down all the wrong halls But nothing can change the fact that we used to share a bed That's why it scared me so when you turned to me and said Yeah, you look like someone yeah you look like someone who up and left me low It's because people in no highway will bring them back So if you don't want me, I promise not to linger But before I go, I've got to ask you, dear, about that tan line on your ring
0: That's great. That is a, a way to start a record. <laughs> uh, talk about uh, intriguing when you start a record with that first lyric. In 1984, I was hospitalized for approaching perfection. Is that the most famous Juice lyric? I feel like it's up there, isn't it? Send me an email jd at mediumalchemist.com. Would love to hear from you. And know what it is that you uh, think about <laughs> that lyric and its famiosity. <laughs> I think it's pretty, you know, pretty impressive. I think the whole song's impressive. Um, it really sets the tone for you know the 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 Jews sound on this record. And, um, what we're, what we're about to get, uh, I think there's some interesting facts surrounding the recording of the record. David was in, in it, in a bad way in terms of drugs. Uh, there was lots of drugs around the studio, made it very difficult to uh, work through this process. And um, I'm I'm wondering if that's how Steve came back somehow. Like, I I don't know. But at this point, Steve is, you know, um, much more comfortable around the studio. And I, I don't know. I don't know how they ended up getting that patched up. That would be interesting to know, because it seems like they left things in a in a not so great place. So there's that. Let's see what chat GPT thinks of, um, random rules and, and let's talk before we listen to that random rules, great title. And it's sort of this concept, this idea that, uh, everything is, is random and there's an incongruency in the idea of random having rules. And yet random probably does need rules to be random. Um, I don't know. Sorry. I'm over my head. Yeah. Let's hear what child GPT thinks. Random Rules is a song by American indie rock band Silver Choose, written by the lead singer and songwriter David Berman. It was released in 1998 on the band's album American Water. The song features a slow, wistful melody and introspective lyrics that touch on themes of loneliness, addiction, and unpredictability of life. The title Random Rules refers to the idea that life is full of unpredictable twists and turns that can sometimes feel arbitrary or even cruel. The song's opening lines set the tone for its melancholy mood. In 1984, I was pos- hospitalized for approaching perfection. Slowly screwing my way across Europe, they had to make a correction. Berman's lyrics go on to paint a vivid picture of life marked by self-destructive tendencies and a constant search for meaning and connection. Despite its somber somber themes, Random Rules is widely regarded as a masterpiece of indie rock songwriting, thanks in part to Berman's clever wordplay and the song's evocative imagery. The song has become a cult favorite among fans of Silver Jews and indie rock in general, and it continues to be celebrated as one of the band's most enduring works. They they tend to wrap up similarly. <laughs> These songs are you know enduring and and everybody loves them and you know they're all great. And yeah, if that were the case, this you know this band would be uh, much more famous. I suspect. But um, I like the optimism. I like the optimism. Let's read a poem. This is "Nervous Ashers." Nervous Ashers from. From the Book of Poetry, Actual Air by David Berman. I'm just going to take a little drink of water here. This is a long one. This is a dense fucking poem. Holy. Nervous Ashers. There were mountain huts full of smallpox strung out along the hillsides between Exopah and Morgan City, birds boiling up and out of freestanding chimneys under the routine advent of windows and chainsaws. The old sound of cheap labor rising and falling in the weather that was like a frosted bank glass and advancing. There were heaps of tangled sawhorses and tripwire, vacant jaspers and wolframite mines, mounds of dead Ataris and scarred desk drawer Bibles scattered across those abandoned counties that lay inert as rope. Hazel and Bobby lived together in the old slave shack I rented out in the purple fields, They cut Canadian thistle and picked slow berries off a blackthorn for a living, slashing their hands and bickering all day in the frayed heat, visiting me in the cool main house most evenings. We'd sit in rooms without ceilings, drinking White Hill whiskey under the recumbent stars, and Bobby, who would love to go on about things, would reminisce about his dead wife who's contracted the disease from sleeping too close to a box van. On Sundays, they wouldn't move a muscle. They just sit there like two piles of coins, quietly warming through the afternoon, then slowly cooling off over the evening. Bobby puts on his sound jacket. Shards of hospital bed are locked in the bass drum. Through the warm dolly-cloid rafters, I can see birds flying over the practice room. The snare is stuffed with traffic tickets, and out the window, there's my horse walking in the stream, the stream always behind schedule. There's a dust moat hawk landing in slow-mo on my guitar. Hazel's saying something about Ernest Woods over Tullahoma, who'd had a dream about a cougar sleepwalking on Polk's grave and how that was bad luck for the region. Those that look out the window are darkened. All those faces pass down through the centuries that kickstart the rivers and grow like nerve endings in a coal cart until they are key-cold and shoved through the death-git. A caliphac set free released into the dirtways, and John and his father trap Mink under the chain lightning in the libraries they've landed in, where all the talk about shadow dappled paths is typeset, published, and poured into a break in the earth. Hazel murmured to no one in the room. You might think it was all words and dark tickets, as we began to play RMT in the swimming weather chart sundown, and it was... Outside, you'd still hear the music, hear someone singing, actors dreaming, got nowhere to see, stay, my sheet, go walking, run and fly. And it would sound better from far away, like a faded sketch of a long forgotten pacer at the downs, all the while platinum ticks are dropping off the trees like little Romans onto an auburn shower curtain, half buried in the forest floor. Already gone were the golden days of easy credit. The days of approaching squat south central skylines from underneath the ice blue tides of the windshield. The five-cent war comets howling, saran yaps, and careening school cords. All that was left looking like two lost eyeballs on the field after Spotsylvania were a couple of plastic knobs in the dirt. One for tone and one for rinse. This place is like a haunted turnpike closed down for years while things still happen in the little turnoffs to the renowned teenagers that never came back. If you came in the day and you're lucky, you might catch yourself a nice photograph of two sweat bees fucking on a coke mirror. You might see my horse breaking across a white-colored clearing or maybe hear the old cords coming for no reason out of sockets in the walls because there's an answering machine clogged with ice deep in the courthouse mountains where he lived and died in the breach. I got nothing. I got nothing. That was fucking rich, man. There were a lot of words. and There were a lot of words I didn't know in there. (laughs) Oh, David Berman. You've got it going on. That was wonderful. Um, not my favorite, but uh, probably a little too dense for me. Um, I'd have to read it about 40 more times to get something out of it. Uh, did you get something out of it? Send me an email, jd at Would love to hear what you thought. That's what I've got for you this week. Stay hungry, stay foolish, and for heaven's sake, wash your goddamn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Uh, podcasts some such.